This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock. In the house with me is my co-host, as always, Mr. Kevin Bowersock. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Beautiful oh, day out there. Did you forget your uh, your uh, your windscreen there? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. <laughs> so, all right. Well, maybe we'll find you one somewhere along the way. Oh, it's in your pocket. I see it. Look at that. Kevin's got his windscreen. And if you don't know what a windscreen is, it's a little foam thing that fits on the microphone. And oh, that's going to make a lot of noise. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> all good. Uh, it, it it fits on the microphone. And we all, since COVID started, have to have our own little personal windscreens. That way we uh, keep uh, um, the germs away from other people, which is just fine. I, I, I way rather have my own windscreen. So we're good. Uh but uh, they call them windscreens, I guess, because they put them on microphones when you're outside, and when the wind blows, it keeps it from making noise. Well, I'm sure it helps with the foam. You know, it does. People it talking does. and spit. And <laughs> Great! Don't want nobody spitting on your microphone. Always a bad thing. Exactly. Right, Brendan. Right. I yeah. was going to say uh, the Wilsies have a fancy one where it's like framed in front of the microphone, so it looks like they're recording like a Christmas album or something. <laughs> Wait till I see them. I'm going to make fun of Britain Chase. They have fancy no, little... Now, no, now uh, those microphones that they record in the other studio, they have like one... Uh, we have the microphones that are automatically like plastered onto the actual microphone so they can't take that off or anything. It's just stuck on there. So unfortunately, they have those at home or something. So. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I won't make fun of them then this time. Anyway, folks, welcome to Auto Talk Radio this morning. We appreciate you joining us uh, as always. Uh, we have a fun-filled show today. We're going to be talking about uh, uh, parts being installed on your vehicle. Very important stuff, right? Yeah, it's always a good thing when parts don't fall off or something like that. <laughs> something like that. Well, actually, we're going to talk a little bit about the quality of parts and how you know uh, what they are and where they came from or, or questions maybe you should ask. But uh, we prefer that when we put them on the car, they don't fall off. It's a good, good well, thing. Well, yeah, you don't want them leaking, and they got to be running fine when you first put them on and Correct, and some and some concerns that uh, uh, um, I I uh, am a member of the Auto Care Association. Uh, you can always check that out. That's uh, uh, AutoCare.org, which uh, um, they publish a lot of things uh, uh, helping folks with uh, you, you know uh, service and repair, and it's a big part of the industry when it comes to suppliers and and uh, um, and all kinds of uh, um, items that have to do with the automotive field. So. Um, we were talking about uh, um, some concerns that we've been seeing with uh, a few uh, parts here and there, uh, different suppliers, and I won't uh, won't specifically uh, uh, name any specific uh, suppliers. But we've uh, had uh, we had a uh, um, a run of uh, struts and shocks from a specific uh, manufacturer that uh, somehow, like you'd take a shock out of the box and it was a gas shock, and you'd release it. They're supposed to extend, and it wouldn't even extend brand new. So uh, um, 
obviously using the right uh, parts and quality of parts and things like that's important. And also know what you look at because you wouldn't want to put one of those on a car. If it don't extend out, then uh, there's no gas gas in it. Well, what was some fuel pumps that were around forever? I haven't seen I haven't seen one around in a while. Even looking at them up, they might have been gone. But I them fuel pumps never worked right. Never, I've never seen one. Were they uh, were they uh, uh, in uh, tank fuel pumps or, or like electric? Mechan- are they like on the frame? Well, like? they were in the tank electric fuel pumps too, and this and this and this. I can't. I'm trying to think of the name of those fuel pumps. I don't know. I can't remember. And everybody I know that had one, I don't think they ever got a. I don't think they ever. It's like one of those things where you learn don't use that after you used it one time. We did, or or a couple times, you you know, and you find out this part, although it looks great and fits right and all that, it doesn't work real good. Their quality is really low, so we we end up with those sometimes. Uh, Being in the industry, we learn what they are, and 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 you know, a lot of times, sometimes they do fix them, sometimes they don't, Uh, and uh, so we often shy away from anything like that once we've had to warranty it out for a client, etc. So, uh, um, just very important. Uh, um, well, there's other companies out there too that made really good parts at one time, and now they're, uh, you know, either they've sold out for whatever reasons, and you know what, you haven't used that product in a long time. You go back to use it, and you just can't get a good, you know, quality. out of this product. Yeah, correct, correct. It does happen. But one of the things about the industry is that we learn pretty quickly about what is good and what is not good. So when servicing your vehicle. And people in the industry talk like we were discussing this uh, uh, um, at uh, um, the uh, Auto Care Association meeting that we had this week. So uh, just uh, with the other folks that uh, uh, sit on the Car Care Professionals Network uh, with me and uh, just different things that have to do with parts, et cetera. So good stuff. Um, always good information and what we learn and, and uh, very important uh, to know because we don't want to be putting anything on anybody's car that's not of the highest quality, that's for sure. So um, what you should know about parts being installed in your vehicle, and by, eh, folks, you can give us a call here, one 1170 That's one 1170 Anything automotive-related, we're happy to talk to you about. Once again, 888-344-1170. And uh, we're, we're happy to discuss anything automotive-related this morning as we're talking about different things here. Well, a car part is a car part, right? Not necessarily. Many consumers do not understand the difference in parts, which is also called the difference in, and can include the difference, I'm sorry, in, in, in qual- cost and quality for sure. So my one of my favorite phrases I often use is, are we comparing apples to apples or oranges to oranges? Or you compare apples to oranges when you're looking at different things. And often quality is a big concern, which is what we were just talking about here this morning and uh, the very beginning of this, and that is uh, who's producing quality parts, et cetera. Uh, one of the things that Kevin did mention it was about you know ch- it changing like uh, uh, um, somebody selling or they change where they're manufacturing some. Sometimes they don't even have to sell, uh, um, uh, but they change the plant they're manufacturing something in. A lot of stuff is manufactured offshore. Now, you hear us talk about offshore. There's good offshore and bad offshore because a lot of people are a lot of a lot of uh, manufacturing facilities when it comes to auto parts have been outside of the United States, which is obviously offshore. That doesn't mean all of it's bad quality, though. So, well, it depends uh, what what kind of outside of the United States. That's true. <laughs> so I mean, sometimes they take the whole company over there, it trained employees. Uh, 
I mean, obviously they have to hire other people when they get there. They they need workers, and it, but and it depends on where. I mean, there's a, a lot of people say offshore. You think of of um, offshore like Chinese parts, but there's there's uh, factories for some companies like in Romania and uh, you know Yugoslavia and uh, I there's are all kinds of places that Australia and so I mean there's a lot of parts that come from all over the world that are great quality too that don't necessarily just manufactured here. There's a lot of companies, obviously, we know that uh, in the automotive world that had plants in Mexico or still do, and they manufacture parts in Mexico. Um, but they're, like Kevin said, manufactured to to their standards and and and, and quality, uh, and that's uh, creates still a quality part. So this is one of one of the things as far as that goes when you're talking about parts. But there can be a difference in cost and quality for sure. Uh, most quality. Facilities like us use uh, a lot of OEM or OES stuff, and what that means is original equipment manufacturer for the vehicle or original equipment supplier. So when you're talking about like an original equipment supplier, um, like Denso is a company that supplies a lot of parts to new car manufacturers when they, you know, like spark plugs and uh, uh, um, air fuel ratio sensors and items like that. That the manufacturer doesn't they they make for the manufacturer for the original run of the car. But that's kind of like a Champion spark plug. Same idea. Champion spark plugs work really well when they're designed to work behind, you know, like Chrysler's. They worked awesome in Chrysler's because the, them guys designed them to work behind that spark plug. Yeah. So what Chrysler does is they go to they go to Champion. And they say this is this is the engineers say this is what we designed. This is the motor we're running. Uh, we'd like you to make this spark plug to our specification. They do, and that's why they work so well in it. Exactly. And you know what? NG, was it in, wait a minute. No, it was Bosch. Bosch. Bosch did that big thing in the late 80s, early 90s, and they came out with platinum plugs. Everybody was trying to stick them in their Chevrolets. Well, they don't run good in Chevrolets. They don't run good under that. Well, they, they do now, the ones that yes. are designed for it, but I, or not necessarily just Bosch. Um, I, AC Delco Platinums were great in, 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 in the vehicle they were manufactured for. Well, Bosch had brought out them three-fingered, you know, they, they were running in them in the Audis and, and stuff like that back in the day. Everybody was trying to stick them in a different car. It, it didn't work because it ran too cold or it ran too hot or spark, ran too. Yeah, the spark wasn't. And when you're, you're talking about cold or hot, you're definitely talking about the, the, the heat range of the spark. Um, but correct. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't engineered for that motor. Therefore, uh-uh. they didn't make it run right. That's also, uh, there was a spark plug company as we're discussing this. Remember the spark plug company that was, uh, they're gone. They got sued, actually. They're an aftermarket company. They never manufactured plugs for an OEM, but they had this claim that you'd get better fuel mileage and more power. Remember? What? I can't remember you the name. You say it? I, do you remember the name? Yeah, they're gone. Splitfire. Splitfire, that's right. I don't think they exist anymore, though. Which, because they said that you would get three arcs of electricity down three blades, but which defies itself because electricity always falls the least. Path of resistance. So there's no way that it would go down all three at one time. Very true. I mean, there's no, I mean, uh, the odds of them getting the resistance in that one, in any of the metal bars, exactly the same so that the electricity would travel the same in it, it would be very, very, very difficult. Correct. And weren't they, didn't they have, they had an electro sticking out and they had three tip, ground tips that that were around it, right? Isn't that what it was? And their idea was that that you'd get a whole surrounded spark. Yeah, if I remember right. If I remember right. So, Anyway, uh, a lot of people like tried to put those in their cars. Some cars they created drivability. A lot of people did put those in their cars. Yeah. That was what, that was those. Uh, you remember them commercials as seen on TV? Oh, was that one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think that's what, one of those. They did. Uh, I mean, they they started selling them in auto parts stores. You know, like uh, they know, sold the a bigger, lot of them. Yeah, in the bigger auto parts store, they sold a lot of them. And uh, once again, trying to re-engineer uh, what what they developed. Uh, it it uh, some cars had drivability problems with them in there too. So it was well, it yeah, did. because it would it would either suck too many amps, or it wasn't enough resistance, or it wasn't you know, it was just not we or or yeah, creating a, a, a electrostatic frequency which caused other problems. Like you know, we've even seen this with aftermarket spark plug wires trying to make a better quality. At least in 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 the nineties, uh, I had quite a few Mustangs that people put stuff on that uh, high performance. Well. That high performance, the uh, the TFI uh, modules on those did not like that high performance wire at all. You put that on there, and all of a sudden you'd have you've had you've had drivability problems and misfires and weird stuff going on. So, uh, wasn't wasn't the greatest idea ever, but uh, is what it is. All right, folks, give us a call here one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego and Cape Race. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. Ah. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock, and we are talking about parts and quality of parts and all kinds of automotive-related stuff this morning. If you want to give us a shout uh, and talk to us about anything automotive-related, we're here to talk to you about it. Sorry, I was just looking for something here on the computer real quick. What are we looking for? Oh... Do, 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 do. All good stuff. You know what? I might have lost it hidden here somewhere. Things moved around. You know when things move around on your computer and you don't really know where they are anymore? Uh, well, especially because every picture is the same. It's the Microsoft image picture. <laughs> um, yeah, they're all, everyone's the same. That That is true sometimes. Oh, there it, it happens is. to me, like, just in real life, not even on a computer. I'll move my keys and I'll be like... I, I know I placed my keys right here on the counter. Why did I not know? Yeah, where are they as you're walking around with them in your hand? <laughs> yes, exactly. This morning, that's happened to me. And I was like, I had two cups of coffee. Where is, I don't need a third cup. I don't need it. <laughs> well, and sometimes uh, you, uh, I, I've been looking for my sunglasses before too, and they're on my head as I'm walking around, you know, like, where did I lay my sunglasses down at? If I had a nickel for every time that happened, I don't need to work here. <laughs> Well, you should ask for more. Ask for a quarter every time it happens. Okay, rich. in that case, then yeah, I'll be, be rich. <laughs> you would be. You would be. All good stuff. All right, folks, I do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, uh, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission, uh, AAA approved and STAR certified. 
uh, up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. Uh, there for over 28 years now, taking care of folks in North County. Uh, along with West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission, our location out in uh, East County there, taking care of folks at 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon. AAA approved and smog certified uh, uh, out there for heading up to eight years now. Um, yeah, actually, let's see. Yeah, I think eight, eight, seven, eight, eight years. Eight, eight. Anyway, uh, w- along with West Kearney Mace Automotive and Transmission, been uh, over there in central San Diego at 8027 Balboa Avenue for uh, um, over uh, um, four years now. Jeezy Pete, man. We've been doing this for a while. I just figured that out. Anyway, taking care of folks over there in central San Diego. And, of course, our newest location, two years, West Miramar Automotive and Training, West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, right in the Golden Triangle over here at 5726 Miramar Road in Eastgate Mall, AAA approved and star certified, taking care of folks over there for over two years now. All four of our locations, all of our employees, everybody that's part of the West Automotive Group come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason, and that is we all believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. Very important to us. And what that statement means is we never recommend a service or repair to you that we wouldn't recommend to our own selves, our family members, our parents, etc. Um, that's how we run our company, and that's how we take care of our clients. Very important to us. Stop in, have your vehicle service repaired, and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about. The West Automotive I'm having trouble talking this morning. The West The West Automotive Group is proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs uh, on approved uh, a credit, of course. Uh, but we have several arms to help you out, especially in these time of needs. Great, great the way to go. You get one of our uh, vehicles and uh, vehicles. You get one of our cards. I was thinking about a vehicle real quick, um, and you can use it any time for the six months no interest. So it comes in very handy. Keeps your other credit cards free of uh, charges and, like I said, gives you six months to pay off a repair where you don't have to uh, come cash out of pocket. Good way to go. Uh, also get your vehicle in. If you think you have a transmission problem, get into one of our locations. Uh, you can go to westautomotivegroup.com and make an appointment anytime. Uh, take uh, advantage of our CertiCare transmission diagnosis. Um, we're there to help you out and figure out what's actually going on. Unfortunately, we see too many vehicles that have been diagnosed with a transmission concern, and that didn't fix it. And a lot of times they've already had a transmission repair. And it's something else. So cars work, uh, uh, everything on a car works kind of t- together these days. And, and you got to be very careful. Uh, people often uh, at some places misdiagnose things. And we need to make sure that you're not spending on money th- on things you don't need to. Uh, you can also take advantage of our free shuttle rides tour from work or home. And uh, low-cost rental vehicles always available at all four locations. Um like you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Once again, by going to westautomotivegroup.com, you can also find out everything about us and uh, make appointments, etc. Once again, that is westautomotivegroup.com. Uh, you can uh, also from there click on the Auto Man segments where I'm the Auto Man on the CW and Fox Five News, and go uh, look at uh, we have them all there on our YouTube channel, right through the uh, Auto Man uh, uh, TV.com. But uh, you can get there through westautomotivegroup.com. You can also uh, check out our Auto Talk Radio podcast if you missed any, and uh, right straight through there, you can click right on it. Just click on uh, my beautiful picture. Beautiful face for radio, huh? What's a better thing to do to sit out on the beach all Sunday and listen to podcast? There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's perfect. Listen to me and Kevin talk about cars. Anyway, uh, but just West, you can get there through westautomotivegroup.com for sure. You can also email us anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. Um, 
And uh, give us a call this morning, though, anything automotive-related, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170 uh, here at uh, The Answer San Diego and K-Praise, where you're listening to Auto Talk Radio. And give us a shout. Uh, also, our podcasts are available through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, Radio.com, and TuneIn. And I know Radio.com's not called that anymore, but uh, the name that they have for that is very confusing, and I'm not using it. Sorry, Brendan. <laughs> it still redirects you. So you're still <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Just go to Radio.com. You're fine. You're fine. Anyway, all good. So give us a call here this morning. Like I said, one 888 That's 888-344-1170. Let's go to Al in Lemon Grove. Good morning, Al. Oh, hi there. I just picked up a uh, 07 Toyota Prius, and it runs well, but it has um, vague tappet noise. Now, are these cars like the old VW Beetles that need frequent valve adjustments? No, sir, they're not. They 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 are uh, I do believe they are a cup type uh, uh, disc adjustment, but they don't typically uh, need an adjustment. Usually, we check them um, around a hundred thousand miles is when it's recommended. I believe somebody could have done uh-huh. some work to it and got it off a little bit. Yeah, it may not be. Uh, you you just purchased it used, obviously. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, how loud is it? No, it's just vague. It's just uh, muffled in the background. I got it. How many miles are on the car? 188,000. 188,000? Yeah. Probably be a good time to have the the valve clearance checked on it. That's for sure. And then if it is out, have it adjusted. Um, So it's not normal then? No, they don't usually make noise. That motor does not okay. not normal. Well, I'm I mean I I mean they shouldn't make they shouldn't make any noise as far as I'm concerned. So the fact that they're making very a vague background noise is a concern to me. Gotcha. Yeah. No. If you can hear it in that, uh, I would definitely have it checked without question. Okay. Okie dokie. Thanks a lot. No Bye-bye. problem, Al. Thanks for listening. Take care. So that's a good question. Some vehicles, though, like uh, we. I looked at a vehicle for a client uh, um, in El Cajon when I was out there working. We did, and uh, um, he was concerned about the noise from uh, it's a Forerunner, and I forget what year it was, but that Toyota motor makes noise, and it's. Uh, um, Are a, you talking about like a nineteen eighty? No, 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 no. This is a newer one, and they there's a there's a bunch of information about um, the injection system on these uh, direct injection systems is just loud, and it is. You can hear it. Uh, it sounds like valve or valve noise is just loud on it, and you can hear it. But everybody that owns one of these brand new c- complains about the noise. And, and what they say is that it's like, you know what? If you ever wanted to own a diesel without the diesel smell, buy one of these. That, that brand why they did that? I don't know. It's the design. I don't think they did it intentionally. Well, I know, but you think <laughs> when you got done, I mean, you get done, you're going to have a concept car. You're going to go drive the concept car. I mean, they do tons of driving on the concept cars, so... I, not unless they ran out of. I mean, well, if you if you're the manufacturer of something, you've made something, and you're like, eh, it's not going to hurt anything. We'll just sell it like that. I don't know. I don't know how they come up with these great ideas, but they do. So, just one of those things, obviously. No, I just wonder why they don't. They leave it like that sometimes. Are they are, just, are they thinking they're going to get by with it and no one's going to care? Or? Maybe the engineer was deaf that was driving it around. Is like, oh, I don't hear anything. I don't. I don't it could know. be. I don't know. Hard to say on something like that. That's just one of those things you just don't know. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't. They're, they're, 
some cars, you know, and, and some cars have these idiosyncrasies, right? I mean, they're just left that way when they're manufactured. Or it is possible that motor, when it's brand new, the first couple thousand miles, it doesn't have any noise. And then from then on, it does. I mean, those things do happen. So, but you got to believe um, they do a lot of test driving on the concept ones. Oh, when yeah. They're, so, they're more than a couple thousand miles. So, if that was going to show up, and, and that's one reason I'm having a concept and a designed car that they track test and all that is to know how it's going to turn out in the long run, right? Yes. You'd think. Maybe the guy designed that said, you know what, I'll be world renowned because my motor will make noise for forever and it not be a problem. Who knows? I don't know. It's hard hard to say, you know. So I don't think I'll hit on this one. It may, I don't know. I mean, it's just, well, manufacturers always, there's always things on, on blogs and stuff like that, you know, people that own the same thing, you know, and like things that they talk about. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. As long as it's not going to break and it's not that bad, it is what it is, right? So... Um, don't get to, uh, sometimes you can't fix something like that. So nope. we listened to it. We did verify for him that what he wanted, it was valve noise. And then that's when, uh, uh, he had found, uh, the gentleman, I believe he listens to us on the radio show too, uh, had found that, uh, uh, a bunch of links to where people had complained about this and stuff. He wanted it on record though, that it was valve noise in case he has an issue later. Cause he had just bought it and he has a, a Toyota extra care extended warranty on it. <laughs> And if it's not going to be a problem, he says he's, he's okay with it. But it, he wanted it on record that the noise was there and stuff in case later he has valve problems or something. He can say, well, this thing been making noise since the day I bought it from y'all. So, which makes a lot of sense. So he's taking the right steps. If it doesn't change, then he's not so worried about it, obviously. you know. Which And it appears that uh, uh, a lot of... Uh, um, these just they they just don't change, so they stay that way. Well, it must not be that loud then. If it doesn't bother him, no, it like, sounds like a diesel idling. It's just a newer t- diesel. Though. Yeah, yeah, correct. I mean, you could just yeah, exactly. That's what it sounds like. So, well, like a, sitting here listening to a 1988 Dodge truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, not not that bad a diesel. So, all good, all good stuff. Cool, anyway. cool. So. Uh, folks, give us a call, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We're going to take our last break here real quick. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer, San Diego and Cape Rays. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. We appreciate you joining us this morning. Well, Al called in this morning. Where's everybody else at? 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. What were you going to say? It's just a beautiful morning out there. I, uh, people aren't listening to the radio this morning. The, why? Why would you not be listening to the radio this morning? No. I don't understand what the problem is. 
What's the problem? Should be listening to the radio. Correct? Sure. Are you listening to the radio, Brendan? Oh, wait. All the time. All you're, the time. On the, you're on the radio with us. There we are. Okay. Hey, folks, uh, do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is also brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. Interstate Batteries are the highest quality batteries out there without question. Uh, we do not stock nor sell any other battery when it comes to automotive-related batteries uh, at our facilities for one simple reason. Uh, they are the number one recommended battery by all technicians pretty much worldwide, the highest quality out there. If you need a battery for any need, for any reason, jump on uh, westautomotivegroup.com, grab an appointment. We'll get a interstate installed in your vehicle for you. If you need a battery for any other reason uh, that's not automotive-related, they have a battery for every need. Check them out at their uh, storefronts at... Uh, 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate Battery, a battery for every need. Good stuff out there for sure. No question about it. So anyway, as we are talking about everything automotive related, give us a call 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We're here to answer any questions for you that you uh, would like to discuss in uh, automotive related. And that's what we're here for. Right, Kevin? Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, that's what we do. So, uh, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, I I see. Oh, Alan's back. Hey, Alan, it's Brian. What you got going this morning? Yeah, you guys were talking about plugs earlier. It kind of piqued my curiosity. Sure. Uh, do the auto parts store really know what the correct plug is for for a vehicle? Like most of my vehicle, a lot of my vehicles are older, and uh, I remember when I, when I was buying plugs, even even Pep Boys would say this plug is recommended but you can use other type plugs um they might give you options but they don't really say this is the one it's designed for um i don't i it's hard to speak about all auto parts stores you know and who knows i mean uh what i can tell you this uh when we look things up um but of course we do it through uh our our vendors we know what is oem on that vehicle so in in it, it will show and and you're right because there's a lot of like gm vehicles nowadays that denzo's oem form that's what they came with so uh it's not the same as it used to be where you used to be able to go oh it's an it's a it's a uh it's a gm vehicle it, it came with ac delco because that's not the case these days all the time so um but our our stuff tells so a lot of uh you know if you go to a good quality i'm not napa stuff shows it i know that and if you get a good parts guy that pays attention uh then you know he should be able to tell you exactly because their cataloging does say what is oem and what came in the vehicle originally so um we we have a couple of toyotas uh newer vehicles than than the other ones uh, and uh they recommend the platinum plugs and if you talk to uh the dealers you know like toyota dealers Mm-hmm. They'll say, well, this, this plug is recommended as a platinum plug, and it'll last so many lives, miles, and then they, they recommend changing. You know, it's, it, they're extended uh, mileage plugs now. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most, um, most platinums are dual platinums or iridiums, which is what a lot of, a lot of cars have gone to. They, they're either on platinums, dual platinums, or iridiums. Um, and, and, you're, and you're right. So um, that most of those plugs are anywhere from 90 to 100,000 miles, 105,000-mile plugs. Um, as far as uh, they go, uh, what you don't want to do is be changing up to something that going like from a platinum to an iridium when that's not what the car came with. So, um, but uh, just like Toyota, when you talk about manufacturer plugs, 
Toyota's used Denso, NGK. So it depends on what model year and all that as to what actually came in the car. And we like to stick to what came in the car. That's what we do. It seems to work with the best. Yeah, yeah, probably so. He, I just want to mention, too, there was a, a plug that came out years ago uh, before, you know, before this new generation of vehicles came out with fancy computers and everything. Uh-huh. It was called a fire injector. And if you can picture the, the housing of the plug at the, at, th- at the thread end, it has a fairly thick wall. Uh-huh. And then they had an insulator that was recessed a little below that surface and one large electrode in the center. Uh-huh. So you'd, it, the gap was built into the design of the plug. Oh. And um, because, you know, because of the, the, the design of the housing of the plug, so you didn't have a gap to set. It was just jumping across that gap between the center electrode and, and the thread end of the plug. Interesting. Have you seen anything like that around I, anymore? I have not. And I never even heard of those. So I take it didn't work very well. Or didn't maybe, t- maybe not, but <laughs> the idea sounds great. Or yeah. it, I doubt it would work really well on the computer systems today. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Because well, they're... today it definitely probably wouldn't because because of the way things are set up and 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 it's so very important. People just think spark plugs are spark plugs, but um, the heat range and all that are so important to the design of a motor that that's why using the proper plug becomes extremely important when it comes to drivability, fuel mileage, etc. So, but uh, no, I, and that kind of was the same idea of probably of like the split fire we were talking about earlier, which I, if you remember that plug, like Kevin's, that was heavily advertised and a lot of them sold and it doesn't exist anymore because they got sued because they were making all these wild claims about better fuel mileage. You know, you can put them in any car and these and better performance, which they couldn't substantiate, obviously. Yeah, and I suppose even the one I'm talking about, the fire injector thing, mm-hmm. the the length of the insulator and, and, you know, the distance from the bottom of the insulator to the tip where the electrode is mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't wouldn't be part of the design, correct design of the plug anyway. That's true. Yeah. It's just a general, it's a general design. Correct. And, and, you know, and, and obviously, I mean, we're talking about things that have come out for cars that, that, that were, you know, people come up with wild ideas and things like that, but... But uh, if if you think about it, there's there's been a lot of things designed along the way that that uh, uh, they say will make better. I, I, well, there's been all kinds of things we've seen added to cars along the way, just besides spark plugs. That uh, crazy stuff, you know, that uh, like like a, a tornado air swirler you put inside the air cleaner thing that gives you better fuel mileage. That that didn't work. They either. made they've made plugs too. That same company, right? What, which company? Are the one that did the tornado thing, Oh, too? I think so, too, yeah. I so there's been all kinds of gimmicks out there. But what it comes down to is obviously uh, uh, whatever the car's engineered for, it seems to work the best. So I try to we try to stick to that. There's a, there's another factor here. I don't know whether you, whether you guys would agree with it or not, but it's like older cars were a lot more forgiving than these newer ones. It's like the difference between a thoroughbred horse and a general horse. Correct. Uh, I agree with you. Cars were general horses, yeah, yeah. and these new these new uh, cars are, are like thoroughbreds. They're so temperamental, and it's like, oh my gosh, why does life have to be so complicated? Well, yeah. the, the the older cars, the tolerances were way more forgivable, without question. So, I mean, and and if you and you can think about that in all kinds of areas, such as let's talk about like these days. You know, if you talk to a somebody, they'd be like, "Why would I change my power steering fluid?" Well, because the tolerances and everything these days are so tight that wearables in them cause issues such as leaks and failures, whereas 
back in 1960, an old Ford power steering pump, man, that thing, you could almost beat it with a baseball bat and it'd keep going. You know what I mean? Uh, so you're right. Back then we didn't change out fluids and stuff. And those, those pumps would go a long way and they'd almost push metal through them without a problem. But uh, big, big differences today on things. And same thing with drivability. I mean, the, the way things are engineered for fuel mileage and performance and all that, the tolerances are extremely tight. And when you get outside those tolerances, then you get drivability problems or issues going on. So, yeah, I do agree with you. I agree with you. You could do a lot of crazy things back in uh, the days and get, get away with it. Um, but uh, not, not so much with newer cars these days. So from, from the standpoint of the, the way you guys do the service end of it, uh, would it be better to go back to the old days, like when we had cast iron cylinder heads and didn't have the aluminum cylinder heads and all the all the problems that come with it, or is it? No. Are we really making advancements forward, or just making life more complicated? I think we're really making advances forward. I mean, the t- type of uh, uh, power and output we put out of things, such as uh, like the new Ford EcoBoost motors, you know, little turbocharged two point three liters, uh, putting out power like like a. F- five four liter uh, or five oh liter v8 motor um without uh you know but better gas mileage better performance better i the the stuff we have nowadays is amazing i i just performance wise and all that yes is it more expensive to fix sure it is it but always as we uh move forward but it's uh, uh definitely better performance a lot more safety features you know people say sometimes oh i'd love to have a big old car wrap but those, a 1960 Cadillac wasn't that safe, even though it was a big old car. Um, you know, I, I, the cars we have nowadays with the side airbags and all that stuff, you're, you're, you'll walk away from an accident, especially, obviously we're driving higher speeds these days too and stuff, but you'll way, you'll way better walk away from an accident than, than you would in a car like that. So there, there's safety, performance, all that stuff is definitely uh, um, better than it was. So I, I, I'd, I'll stick with today's technology and, and, and moving forward with uh, newer technology uh, versus sticking with the old days. That's very true about safety. Uh, but do you think things will peak out at some point where they'll say, well, we've gotten as far as we can do with the uh, uh, internal combustion reciprocating engine, so we need to go to something new or like, uh, you know, they're pushing electric cars now, yep. which I don't think are the solution because you've got to generate power somewhere. It's either in, in gasoline in your tank or it's going to be at a power plant somewhere. And who knows what the costs are going to be related to that. Correct. And you bring up a good point. That's one of the things I say with electric cars. I do think technology will continue on. I don't think uh, the electric car is the end all. Nah. And I'll tell you why. Uh, One thing you're thinking, people just are like, I'm electric car. I'm saving the environment. You're really not. Hey, heads up. That electricity, like you said, has to be produced somehow. So how are we producing it? Natural gas? You know, or or all the solar they got out there. Most people, a lot of people don't understand that those solar panels, unlike the ones on your house, uh, when you have a solar field, it doesn't start up on its own, does it? No, it requires a they, they use a lot of natural gas and things like that. So uh, to operate those facilities that it, it, there's there's always some kind of uh, uh, fossil fuel or some kind of uh, uh, thing being used to produce what we have going on. So when you say it's all environmentally friendly, it's not. So, and then also we have the waste that come out of those electric cars in the end run is all the batteries and and metals and stuff like that. And it's got to go somewhere, right? When we're done with it. Right. Right. So I don't think the answer to the end of this is electric car. I do think we technology will keep moving. It always does. Um, And, and I'll be interested to see because every time something new comes out, we're like, wow, 
Check that out. Never thought to see that. And then we continue on, and it just keeps going. It seems like it's moving a lot faster now than it was before, though. We, we have a 2005 uh, Toyota Prius, and we, we bought it because there, there was such a, a waiting line for them that we went over and looked at the dealer, uh, dealer one day, and uh, uh, he just got a shipment of three in. He said, look, I can give you one of the three, but otherwise you have to go on a waiting list if you want a certain color or whatever. So we ended up buying the car. Man, what a beautiful car it is. Yeah. We just we don't drive it that much, uh, so it's low mileage. It's only about 30,000 miles on it. Yeah, it'll last you a long time, that's for sure, if you take care no, of it. No, what a beautiful car. I yeah. mean, it's just it drives nice and everything. It's like an ideal combination of gas and electric. Yep, yep, I agree with you. So And good stuff there, for sure. Yeah, anyway, thanks thanks a lot for the info on the spark plugs. No, no problem, Alan. Thanks for uh, giving us a shout, and thanks for listening. Have yourself a wonderful, safe weekend. Thank you, you too. Take care. Bye. Bye. So great stuff. Uh, hang tight just a second, Linda. We'll get to you here in just a moment. Uh, I appreciate everybody calling in this morning, one 888 As we're talking about, our producer had to run downstairs real quick, so I can't switch phone lines because the call screen thing doesn't work in here anymore. So, <laughs> unfortunately, one of those things. Hurry up, Brendan. No. Um, so we're talking about parts and things like that and great questions. Uh, Alan always has some really good questions. He's a re- really uh, uh, educated on a lot of these things, and uh, I, I like talking to him especially. But the, I do think technology-wise, we will continue on no matter what. I don't think we're at an end run, and I don't think electric cars are the end run to any of this. Um, so uh, uh, it's just going to keep going. I, I don't know. We were talking about this, and, and, and if you live here in, in Southern California or California period, you know that – what is it? 2035. There could be no more gas ve- or no more uh, uh, fossil fuel vehicles uh, that operate so gas or diesel sold in California. They can be operated. They just can't be sold out they, of a dealership. They, they can't. Here. Be, they won't be sold here. So the question to that is, what about like semi trucks and all that stuff? You're not. So so what what's going to happen with those? Because I have a hard time believing we're going to change semi trucks to all electric totally. Hybrids, yeah, I could see that. A hybrid diesel, you know, I see them doing that. Uh, And that might be a good combination, but all electric, what's going to be the range? And let me tell you something. To run something that big that pulls that trailer that heavy, you're going to need one heck of a battery pack. What, are you going to put a whole whole other 40-foot semi battery pack on the back of that bad boy? Or what are you going to do with this thing? You know what, though? They could do hybrids with those things and run them in like the slow lane. Where they actually, you know, like have strips in the in the, and charge them. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that way, if you came out of that lane, like to get off to get to the gas station, the diner, or whatever, it, it wouldn't be a. But you're talking a ton of money to put into infrastructure, without question. I'm gonna tell you so, this: they're gonna be a ton of money needing the infrastructure right now. Look at it. I mean, dude, their windmills have only been up for how long? And they are you drive by them, do it. They look like they're gonna ready to fall down already. So. Yeah, and wind, wind energy doesn't do that great anyway. Yeah. All right, real quick, let's grab uh, Linda in La Mesa. Good morning, Linda. Hi. Uh, my husband and I always have a, a ongoing argument because I have an older car. but um, Me and Kevin love to settle arguments, so here we go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, we have a Toyota. Okay. Um, what we year? had two of them. But now we just have one. And what so, what what year Toyota are we talking about, ma'am? You're making. I have an older, uh, ninety five. Okay, Toyota. What what model? And I love it, Avalon. Okay, okay. The kind of like the, a Camry. I love the car. I never want to get rid of it. But gotcha. <laughs> anyway, um, but 
we were taking it to the dealer for a long time um, because he thought that would be the best. And um, and I've been listening to you guys and stuff. And I says, well, I'm going to go to this place and try it out. And he goes, well, they know more about the car. They, you know, that's their specialty. So, uh, so what he's saying is that going to the Toyota dealer, they know more about the car. Yeah. Yeah. You have to consider, uh, uh, to be honest with you, uh, um, that's not true always. But uh, uh, if you're talking about Toyota Motor Corp, I mean, like they're engineers. Yes, they know more about the car. The technicians that Toyota hires, uh, if you get one that's been at Toyota for 20 some years, yeah, they probably know a lot about that specific Toyota brands. Uh, but that's not all the people that Toyota hires, to be honest with you. And, and these days, there's a lot of young folks that they're hiring. And a lot of the older technicians have left and come to work for people like us. Uh, so most of the guys that work for us, because we only hire master certified technicians, a lot of them have dealer experience. I, I do have some technicians that have worked for Toyota. And the reason that we're hiring them is because we want those people experience. And I don't mind paying them very well because they're a wealth of knowledge. Um, and most of our technicians, believe it or not, are over 40 years old. Um, so... Uh, we, I prefer the guys that really know what's going on with cars and how to diagnose them. And that's why we hire master techs. Um, the dealers kind of gone to a thing where they're hiring a lot of younger guys and just making them parts changers. So they may have one or two really experienced guys and other guys, uh, they work on teams. The rest of the guys putting the parts on the car and all that are very inexperienced. So, um, that's just the true fact of what's going on out there. Um, so a lot of the people working on your car probably don't have that much experience with Toyotas. At really? The, at oh. the dealer. So if that makes sense to you, that's truly how, how things have been going these years. So um, hey. uh, you, you, so hopefully uh, that helps. Um, I don't know that's the whole answer you're looking for, but uh, that, that is the truth. So I think that's what most people assume. Yeah. Yeah. When you take your car in, into uh, uh, the Toyota dealer, like I said, the person probably working on it probably doesn't have that many years experience working on Toyotas. Because they're younger. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, and they okay. got to get experience somewhere, but uh, at the same time, if you take a Toyota and you compare it to a Honda, to uh, all the principles on, on cars, if you're a master tech, work the same when it comes to diagnosing. As long as you have all the information and you've you're been diagnosing cars for a long time, we have the information at our fingertips, which we do. We prescribe does all the, the factory does, stuff. It's simple for us. Well, does the equipment that you use to diagnose the car... Um, matter it's you use the same equipment for all cars yeah and well no we don't use the same equipment for all cars we actually have uh at the west automotive group we have most of the factory stuff so uh toyota uses a, a system called TechStream. we actually have that just like the guys at the dealer do which is the same diagnosis platform it's laptop based that they use there so we have all that information also and we're hooked into okay. TechStream, yeah. So we can program your car. The 95 doesn't get a lot of programming, but newer cars and all that. So, yes, we have all that at our fingertips, just like the dealer. Well, I listened to your show last week, and you were talking about transmissions. And I thought, I don't know when the last time I had my transmission fluid changed. So that's a good point. So he, there, I'm glad you brought that up. So um, you could let your husband know this. Toyota will tell you, we don't service that transmission until 100,000 miles will tell you you should service that transmission at 20,000 miles if you want to keep that every 20,000 if you want to keep that transmission clean and good working order it's the best thing you can do for that that vehicle transmission expensive repair so we yeah. on certain things we don't always follow the manufacturer's recommendations we'll tell you if it is or is not um but uh, we know from 
because we remanufacture transmissions ourselves and replace them, we do a lot of different transmission stuff for folks, um, that we know by servicing it ahead of time, you can extend your investment in that vehicle and not end up with an expensive repair, whereas uh, that will never be recommended to you at the dealer. So that's some other good information for you. Oh, good tips. Well, I, I really enjoy your show. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in. You guys have a safe, wonderful weekend, okay? Okay, you too. Take care. Bye-bye. So, good question. Yes. I answered them. Any of my dealer friends listening probably don't like my answers to some of that stuff, but it's just the truth. It is what it is, you know? There's a lot of independent facilities that are hiring guys that aren't really qualified either out there. So, not the route that we take. I, I... Well... And I don't want to make this too big of a deal, too, but I was watching uh, the news last night, and they were talking about they had a, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was in an L- uh, L.A. or downtown San Diego where they had a job uh, a job fair. Mm-hmm. Is that what they still call them? Yeah. Okay. Um, nobody showed up, though. <laughs> and the guy was like. I, was it job fair for a specific industry or for just in general job? It fair? was. It was a pretty big thing, you know, because they so, were having it down at the mall and. But a you know, lot, I mean, lot of different industries were invited. Yes, to, yes, okay, yes, gotcha. yes. So, so it's it not wasn't some, a specific. No, industry. no, no. And the and the like the guys like people just don't want to work anymore. He goes, I've watched this decline in the last five years, especially the harder the job is, the less you know. Nobody really wants. I mean, nobody really wants to kill themselves, anyways. But I mean, sometimes you got to. Sometimes you do have to. Just, one, just one of those things, for I, sure. I mean, it's 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 harder than just getting a cup of coffee and playing a, or you know, doing whatever. I mean, it just, I don't know. All right, let's grab Rick real quick. We only got a second here, Rick. And uh, but uh, how you doing this morning? Hey, good morning, Brian. How are you doing? Doing amazing today. Amazing. How, how's your buddy partner doing there, Kevin? He, I think he's doing okay. You doing okay, Kevin? I'm doing well this morning. <laughs> hey, good good going. Hey, I'm going to make this quick, Brian. Uh, I'm taking a 4,500-mile trip around Robin through uh, Arkansas, South Dakota, uh, Colorado. And uh, I, went into, I went into your... Um, El Cajon shop, which I use exclusively now because I don't have to commute up to your Escondido location. And I, I just wanted to give you a shout out with uh, Chris and uh, your uh, your tech, Nick. Uh, he He's my guardian angel. Nick is uh, for everything that's, uh, do, uh, you know, needed with my car. I went through a uh, brake system flush, power steering flush. He found uh, AC and alternator belts that uh, nice. had little cracks in them. Uh, had an oil change and filter done. Uh, hey, I'm getting about thirty six hey, hey, Rick, gallon. Rick, I'm going to have to going to cut I, us off right I, now. And it's I just know, a second. brother. You you take care, brother. You, you too. Thanks for calling in, Rick. Hey, San Diego and everybody else out there, keep the rubber side down and shiny side up. Check out westautomotorgroup.com. We'll be back next Saturday. Thanks for joining us here on Auto Talk Radio, on KCBQ, in The Answer, and uh, K-Praise. See you next Saturday. This has been Auto Talk Radio. Bye. For answers to all your automotive questions, tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com and click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk.
This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group.